0: Hi hi so this is called Tarot Rumors. My name's Chris Wood and I'm Sylvia Menendez. We're both Tarot readers. We've known each other for some time and, and we have spent a lot of time together talking about the Tarot and those discussions were something that we wanted to bring to more people out there in the world.
1: I started actually learning about Tarot approximately 20 years ago and I was always very interested in divinatory tools and I'm from Argentina and I come from a family where my grandmother was coming from the countryside and she was always doing some psychic stuff and she will be able to cure some obscure little diseases that we have that kids have and she had different folk techniques and methods of healing some were like with white bread and vinegar plasters to put in your stomach. And then I remember that they would take me to different, the local healers and witches and things. And they always, all these people always will tell my grandmother, well, I think that he, he's very psychic, you know, this kid. So I remember being six, seven, eight and always hearing like, oh, he's very psychic. So I start, I guess, believing it. (laughs) I was like, well, if the witches say that I'm very psychic, I might be very psychic. And yeah, 20 years ago, I started with the tarot and I did some classes and some work. And then for a while, I didn't study it anymore. I kept going until a while ago. I decided there was a teacher in San Francisco that it was my tarot reader. And I really like his approach. And I took some classes with him. And then I decided to start on my own and studying and investigating. Uh, and I started doing. So I started doing and doing readings and going to the internet and buying books and getting readings myself with many different tarot readers. And people start going like, oh, can you read my cards? Can you read my cards? And I'm like... Sure. And I used to work in a hospital in San Francisco and I will take my cards and I will end up doing 20 to 30 readings per night. I end up being kind of like the hospital tarot reader, the hospital witch.
0: That's a cool service to have in a hospital.
1: Yeah. 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 That's a little bit of my experience. So, Chris, how did you start reading tarot?
0: Well, it was a couple of years ago, and I was doing a project. I'm an artist, and I work with technology. And I had this project around trying to build a kind of new mythology for GPS satellites. And after doing a bit of research, I found that the collective name for an array of satellites is called a constellation of satellites. And, and there was something so so perfect about that. Because in the same way we always used to use a constellation of stars as a means of navigation, now we use these constellations of satellites as a means for navigation. But then similarly, in the the way that we also use the stars to tell other stories about where we are and where we're going through astrology, there was potential, I thought, for doing a similar thing with satellites. So I had this project on this residency, and I'd asked the kind of the local residency support on the ground to put me in touch with local artists and astrologers and astrophysicists and people who had something that I thought might contribute to the project. And the people on the ground weren't able to supply me with a tarot reader. So I just decided to do it myself. So there was something quite practical about the way I came to tarot reading. Like it wasn't out of this kind of profound quest. It was a tool for me, and over the course of the residency I spent a lot of time with the cards. I was keeping them in my pocket, carrying them around with me, putting them under my pillow, spending a lot of time looking at them very deeply and trying to develop an intuition around them. I started giving tarot readings incorporating the GPS satellites. I've done many, many readings both with this GPS technique and with more traditional techniques of just drawing a few cards. So, yeah, it's been something that I've brought to my practice and also just as something for helping friends. I think for me that's a big part of it is the the intimate space that the reading creates. That must be something that you found as well, especially working in the hospital and doing the readings there.
1: It Definitely, the intimate connection and the intimate space that gets created is what feeds me. Definitely, I, I feel that there is something that happens in a reading that it creates that immediate intimacy and depth and and definitely that it's something that feeds me a lot and i think that feeds also the clients and the the people that get the readings for me tarot is a great self knowledge tool it's definitely something that this 22 archetypes have that there are this 22 ways of experiencing life, 22 portals, 22 gates. It's They're very powerful. And there is a very powerful imagery. There is a very powerful invitations. So I see it as an invitations, And this is what I would like to contribute. Sharing, I mean, what this invitations are for me. So
0: these archetypes, how, in your experience, have people reacted to the
1: emergence of those those
0: portals in the reading?
1: I think this joining to, let's say, portals, experiences, perspectives, are all things that we have experienced at one time in our lives, or we will experience, or somebody close to us experience. So what I try to do in the reading when I see this cards is to give the person as many options of the interpretation of what these portals mean to me and trying to speak in their language, trying to know if the person, if I say, oh, this is the archetype of the father, for example, when I see the emperor, but I will say, okay, well, this is like a father experience or this is what, you know, when you were able to father something or use that energy of the father in a project that you had. So I try to give many different options so the person can at one point go, "Oh, yeah, yeah, I I know what you're talking about. I I I had that experience." That's why I say I like the word invitation. Because for me the word invitation is kind of like it's not threatening, but for example, let's say, the sun. It's in, for me, it's inviting you to shine. So it's a very simple, quote-unquote, thing. It's a, it's like, oh, you know, how are you shining in your life? How, What's the, your relationship with showing yourself fully? It's an entry point. That's why I say it's a portal, an entry point an invitation to explore some of the things and your experiences in your life that sometimes might be challenging, that sometimes you might be very good at, some energies you might really know and own and have a good handle. Some energies you might be a little weaker or you might have less experience or you might not know what to do with it. I think that's really
0: deep, yeah. Portals, I I totally get where you're coming from. I'd kind of add that for me, it's this very kind of dynamic system where each card represents something that's not fixed, but like a set of energies. And each card has a particular type of energy, but that energy can shift when placed in relation to other cards. And those different combinations can take on new forms and new kind of resonances. I suppose that's another way of understanding the reading for me, which is creating the opportunity for resonance with the client or with the person you're giving a reading to. If you're doing a reading, you're in this very kind of theatrical situation, you sitting across from another person with some cards on the table. You pick a card, you put it down, How does that action change the energy in the space and how does everyone respond to it? How is it described and how does its ripples kind of go out into people's expectations, into the space, and how does it change everything around it? And I find that when one does that, each card that you pull has an ability to shape the space. So just from a kind of point of view of being interested in staging and being interested in the way stories are told, I think it's super rich and super interesting.
1: So, what I try to do with the car, like you mentioned, with the combination of the cars, is seeing as a storytelling what that story and that narrative is taking you or could take you, and how you are in contact with that narrative. Are you being the hero of your story? Are you being somebody who resists your story? So it's it's a matter of like this kind of like bustle, energetic bustle that gets form as a storytelling, and and it could be very entertaining. It was, we love stories. We love going to the movies. We love the theater. We love opera. So I always tell my clients when I begin, it's like this is about storytelling. Some things, sometimes it might be a comedy. Sometimes it might be a tragic comedy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it might be epic. And. What's this invitation for you to be the hero of your own story?
0: I tend to look at them very much as kind of frames or freeze frames. And I think about montage a lot when I'm doing a reading. And what are the elements between this card and that card? And how do they shift? And what do those shifts in detail tell us? And that actually takes me to another thought, which is someone asking, what will happen? Like literally, what is the future? Tell me what will happen. And I'm always very uncomfortable and say, it's not really about what's gonna happen. It's more about something that is happening and how you're positioned in relation to it. What do you think about that?
1: Actually, I I do the opposite. I love that question. I say, I'll tell you what will happen. (laughs) You will love, you will suffer, you will enjoy. You will end. You will succeed. You will fail. I mean, I I use that as a joke, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole array of experience will happen, because that's life. It will happen. <laughs> Everything that I say will happen. You will be born and you will die, and in the between, you will love, hate, succeed, fail, mm-hmm. and so I sometimes I use that as a as a way of like I one time a person asked me. Well, will I be happy? I say, well, sometimes he will be happy, sometimes he won't. (laughs) I don't need the cards to tell you that. (laughs) But I think it's interesting to bring it back to them. At one point, those 22 portals, those 22 experiences, on one way or another, you will go through them. No doubt about it. And how you encounter them, how you deal with them, how you manage them how you enjoy them, how you surrender to them, it's up to you. That's the part that is up to you. And, you know, you can deny it and resist it, or you can go for the ride. And usually my invitation in 99% of my reading is enjoy the ride. Yeah.
0: Enjoy the ride and... And be aware of what's happening and be aware when work needs to get done and and so forth.
1: And work with it and and learn from it and fight with it and Experience it. Experience it. Love it. Yeah. Hate it. Yeah. You know. So that's why I think it's so rich.
0: So I guess some practical notes for, for you as a listener as we go through. Each show, each episode will be concerning a an individual card and we'll do readings as part of the show to kind of tease out some of the, the possibilities of what each card means, what the energy offers and also how it might manifest in a reading.
1: We're not trying to do a class. You don't have to take notes or anything except if you want to. It's more like surrender to that invitations and those energies so if you have a car pull a car pull that car that we're talking about you can put it under your pillow that night play with the energy see what that invitation is for you because one of the things that i think we believe deeply is like the cards are definitely an invitation for your intuition so it's not that it's like okay this card means this and this and this and that's it We want, through these 22 episodes, for your intuition to flourish and to be explored.
0: Absolutely, I think that's really important. It's not about telling you what's going on. We would encourage you to spend a lot of time with the cards and develop your intuition about them.
1: Spend some time looking at them. That will be another invitation that we will highly recommend. Before reading anything, just do a reading. Not for you, because sometimes for you it's a little harder, but just you know, do a reading with a friend without knowing anything about the card. See what you see. Hear what you hear. Feel what you feel. Just see the connections between the cards. Are they looking at each other? Are they looking away from each other? Do they give you a positive quote-unquote feeling do they give you a negative feeling because that's the way that you will definitely go deeper and deeper in so with that said thank you so much for listening i'm silvio menendez and i'm chris wood see you soon